broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson Cawthon. Before I start today's discussion and introduce my guest, I'd like to let my listening audience know that the Working Woman Radio Show is looking for sponsors for the podcast program. Advertising your business on the Working Woman Radio Show is a great way to build your brand and support meaningful programming. We have several different sponsorship packages available that can meet pretty much any advertising budget. So if you would like more information about becoming a sponsor, just go to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com and click on the link for sponsorship, download the information, and then give us a call. We'll be happy to help you. Now that I've taken care of that little bit of business, I want to introduce today's guest. I am thrilled to have my good friend and family member, Tracy Winley, with me in the studio today via the telephone. Tracy is an Army veteran who served in Iraq in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom. As a soldier in the United States Army and a National Guardsman, Tracy was deployed with the 48th Brigade in 2005, and she has served in the military for a total of 10 years. Since then, she has authored a collection of short stories and poems called 23 Stories of My Soul, which are writings dedicated to honoring one's mother and that also pay homage to the life of veterans. Tracy is passionate about creating a lifestyle to promote positive change. She recently started hosting retreats for women where they can let their hair down and just be. She calls them trustees of the heart. She endeavors to empower the trustees to have to be brave in their walk through life and encourage them to be a better version of themselves through prayer and talking and team building activities. Welcome to the studio, Tracy. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. It's Terrific. an honor to be invited. Terrific. Uh, now, before I ask my first question, I just wanted to throw a little bit of stats about the military out uh, to you and to the listening audience. Um, I looked up that women have a larger presence uh, in the military today more than ever before, with more than 200,000 women serving in active duty military. The Department of Veteran Affairs predicted that by uh, the year 2020, I guess this year, women veterans will comprise of nearly 11% of the total veteran population. With that being the case, I'd like to ask you my first question. Can you share with our listening audience a little bit more about why you personally decided to join the military? Well, uh, that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) At the time, I felt that it was right things to do to better my life. Mm -hmm. The the military was often to give me specialized training, Mm -hmm. a formal education, and a sense of pride for serving my country. And it all sounded perfect to me when I spoke with a recruiter, so yeah. that's why I joined. Sure, sure, sure. It makes perfect sense. I think that's why a lot of people join. Uh, so that, that, that stands to reason. Now, um, my second question that's sort of related to the first one is why did you partic- choose that particular branch of military? Was it the Army? Was that the branch you chose? Yes, oh, okay. I was an Army Okay, soldier. so why the Army versus the Navy versus the Air Force? <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, honestly, when I joined the military, the branch that I chose had more to do with the recruiter that approached me oh. more than any knowledge of what was better or worse for me. Okay. I met an army recruiter. I joined the army. Yeah. Okay. But you know <laughs> that's fancy schmancy about it. Yeah, but that's but that's um, but I think that um, opens the door to. Uh, more conversation because um, you know that's that that was with that being your experience what what young women uh, might want to do what would be a good thing to do is to explore all the branches so that you know fully what your options are what do you think about that uh, that's a very very good thing for them to do that is great advice yeah, yeah. If, if I had to go back in time I would have explored my options with each branch of the service including the Coast Guard, because yeah. a lot of people don't speak about the Coast Guard, True. but that is also a branch of service that women can serve in also. True. And if I knew then what I know now, yes. I would have joined the Air Force for a cushier experience. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the Air Force tends to pamper their, yeah. their people. Wow, wow, yeah. And mm -hmm. so it's good to, to, to know, to get all the information so that you can make uh, an informed decision. Um, so I'm glad that you actually were very honest and authentic about that because I think that people, I think that's this what's that's part of what this show is about is to let young women know um, that they have options. Um, Correct. So that's that's good. Um, now the military isn't for everybody. I don't think it would be for me. I'm a free spirit and I don't think free spirits do well in the military because uh, it's all about obeying the rules. So is there a certain personality or temperament that works better than another and and even to make it more personally uh, personal how did your temperament work with the military uh, well I'll talk generally um, I think if you're not a team player uh, then you probably should not join the military yeah, good the military is all about working together yeah. accomplishing tasks as a team yeah that's big I'm an open-minded person so that worked for me mm -hmm. I'm a team player mm -hmm. so that worked for me mm -hmm. If you're close-minded, and you you should probably steer away from military service. Oh wow! Well, you know what? But that is a wealth of information in that one statement. Um, I've learned to be more of a team player, but naturally I gravitate toward individualism and my own creative and in, in my own creative juices. You know, that's what spurs me on. Uh, being married to Andrew and just living and you know getting older and becoming more mature, I've learned more. But that's not necessarily necessarily my natural bent. So I don't I don't know how well I would have done. But I think it's very important that people understand who they are. Um, because that's right. going to make a big difference in, in how well you will succeed in the military, don't you think? That's correct. Uh, so, for an example, uh, you'll be in a company of people from different walks of life. Yeah. And, for instance, if you're raised on a farm and you know how to grow vegetables, yeah. and another person was raised near water and learned how to hunt and fish yeah. with his eyes closed, mm -hmm. and another person uh, was raised by a chef and learned to be an excellent cook, mm -hmm. You see how a group of people with different backgrounds can work together wow. as the fiercest team in the world. Wow. That's amazing. That is a beautiful analogy. Everybody bringing their gifts and talents to the table and then using it for the good of the team. Correct. That's amazing. But you do have to have a team uh, spirit, though. That is correct. Yeah, that's that's big. I love what you said. So what are some of the advantages for a woman? Because that's sort of what I want to focus on uh, a good bit today. What are some of the advantages for a woman uh, who wants to have a military career? Why would why would I as a woman or why would a woman in general be 
why would that be something for them to choose? Okay. Well, honestly, there are more advantages than we may have time for today. Okay. But on the surface, yes. you receive a decent salary, yeah. a uniform, mm -hmm. medical benefits, True. and you get to travel. Right. And if we're to go a little deeper, mm -hmm. the biggest advantages for women in military is a sense of strength. Really? Some women grow up beaten and battered and feel as though they can only achieve something by joining forces or standing behind a man. Wow. As a female service member, yes. you're empowered to think for yourself yeah. Yeah. as a and think of yourself as a fierce warrior. Wow. There's okay. no task too big to handle. Wow. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. And I can carry that strength in my spirit. Wow. I love that. I really do. And you're right when you speak about women feeling like they're only empowered if they're with a man or... Um, you know, or whatever. But I love that you can find your own strength um, in being serving the military, in being in the military. I never, I mean, I, I guess I assumed that, but I never really had it articulated like that. And I think that's a good thing you've said. Um, so um, what, um, what kind of, just as sort of related to what I just asked you, but what kind of opportunities are there available for women who want to climb the ranks? Now, I know you weren't on the military track, so I don't know how much you'd be able to speak to this, but maybe you can just kind of speak to it in general. Um, what, what kind of opportunities are there? I mean, we've seen in the news various women who have risen up the ranks. Um, what, what do you know about that? Uh, there's two paths you can take. There are the enlisted mm -hmm. soldiers and there are the officers. Right. Um, you may start out as enlisted and decide to become an officer. So let me just simplify it. I'd say officers are like politicians and intellectuals. And enlisted are laborers mm -hmm. and blue collar workers. Sure. The politicians are making deals, going to meetings and making speeches, speeches mm -hmm. creating policies. Mm -hmm. They handle all things intellectual. Right. Blue collar workers are taking care of everyday needs of laborers such as food, clothing and supplies. Right. Whichever path you choose, there's opportunity for growth in either. Right. And I know women who are trained in the medical field and retired after 20 years or so yeah. and are now running their own medical practices. Wow, that's amazing. I know women who train in personnel management or secretarial type duties mm -hmm. and have gone on to work for politicians. Wow. And I also know women who train as maybe an armorer or supply personnel yeah, yeah. and can't find their places in the civilian sector. Oh. Yeah, yeah, so it imagine. really depends on the person, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the yeah. circumstances, and their location. Wow. Well, I love yeah. that that you said that these women that have served in these various capacities inside the military were able to take those experiences, that, that training, and use it in civilian life. As and, and it, it actually sounds like it jump-started their careers in civilian life. Is that what you're saying? That is correct. That is correct. That's that's amazing. That's great. So it was um it was a good launch pad for 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 civilian life basically. That's correct. So if you didn't want to make the military a lifelong commitment, right. you can you can do military for as long as it takes to 
learn something, sure. serve your company, yes. uh, serve your country, I'm sorry, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and make a better life for yourself after. Wow, I love that. Right. So you have it's so it could be a win-win situation. If you want to make it a career, then that would that sounds like an opportunity. But if you want to just take the experiences, the training, the education, the whatever, um, the tools that you had from the military and use it in another area, then you got that too. So it could sounds like the best of both worlds. Absolutely, you hit the nail on the head. I love it, I love it. So what kind of things should, and we sort of kind of touched on that before when we talked about personalities and temperaments, but what kind of things should a woman, or a person in general, but a woman in particular, think about before considering to join, you know, joining the military? What kind of things did you think about? What would you advise for a young woman who says, I'm thinking about doing this? What would you tell her to do first? Right. As a young woman, I'll, I'll tell you that I didn't think much. As an older woman, I'll tell you that a woman should consider her family before she Definitely. joins the military. Definitely. Will she be able to stand leaving her family? Yeah. If she has a husband or children, can they make it without her? Yeah. Is she mentally fit for what she may or may not be faced with? Wow. Wow. Being away from home, yeah. physical training, yeah. lack of sleep. Religious and moral dilemmas, especially during wartime assignments. Oh, goodness. Mm. She should think of those things before she decides to sign her name on the dotted line. That's right, because it's not just about getting a paycheck. Correct. Because uh, it's it's the mental, sounds like you're addressing. It's the physical. Um, it's the relational, because you're talking about being away from family and friends. Um, mm -hmm. It's the spiritual. Um, it's all of those things. Is that something that they address when you go into a recruiter or that or that's just on you to figure out for yourself? You need to figure it out for yourself because what they say to you yes. doesn't necessarily resonate with someone who doesn't know what in the world they're talking about because they're not going to elaborate. Right. They may tell you, oh, you'll be away from home for a little while. Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. tell you that yeah. you may be homesick. Yeah. For sure. They may tell you that there's a lot of physical training and you'll go running every day, but they don't tell you that maybe if you run too much, you'll get shin splints or oh you know yeah, right. your feet will hurt. Of course, they're not. They're 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 in the business of uh putting a positive spin on it. I mean, they they are recruiters. That's what they do. That's true, and they also just give you the meat and potatoes. They don't go in and give you the gravy and the <laughs> sauce, all, you, all the other things. <laughs> They're not doing all that. Not, so you need to look, and a good idea may be, well, listening to someone like you who's been there and done that, talking to other people who've, who've had the experience, other women specifically, who've had Correct. that experience, just to let you know um, what you know what their experience is what, and give you more insights. What do you think about that? Getting Just getting advice from other women, people. Right. They should talk to someone who is for military service yeah. and talk to someone who is against military oh, service wow. and make their decisions from there. Oh, wow. That's big. That's such good advice. Now, one thing I never did ask you, but and I'm going to go ahead and throw this out at you. Testing. I mean, what is that like? I know that I'm, years and years ago, after I got out of high school, I had considered military service and I went in and took a, some tests and I did fine, but I never followed up after that. Um, so is, I'm assuming there's still a test for uh, entering the military. Is that true? That is true. It was called the ASVAB when I went through. Yeah. I don't know if they changed the name or okay. not now. Okay. okay. Uh, but they test your reasoning, yeah. your basic math, yes. English. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're straight out of high school yeah. or even a college student, yeah. it's not a difficult examination. Okay, right, right, right. It's going to be the things that you recently learned. 
Correct. Now, is that if you're an older soldier, they yeah, have, you know, yeah. something you can do a little refresher course. Oh, okay, okay. Now, are you placed based on that test? Are you placed, uh, you know, as far as assignments go, based on the test and your strengths and abilities that they see from the test? That's correct. You're offered jobs depending okay. on what your scores are. So if you have a great math score, yeah. they may offer you engineering okay. but they also may offer you to be a cook you can take either or okay. sometimes you don't really know like okay. you're you don't know you're as smart as you are and yeah. you take something yes. that's beneath your uh educational level wow wow so, so the better you do the more things you are offered okay excellent i just want people to understand in case they've never uh been through this experience before um now national guard we mentioned that uh as something you did what is the National Guard Service, and can you explain the difference between it and regular military service? Sure. Uh, I'll make it really simple. One is like a part-time job, yes. and the other one is a full-time job. Okay. Okay. The National Guard is meant to be stateside, mm -hmm. part-time protection force. Mm -hmm. You train for two weeks each year, mm -hmm. and you train one weekend per month, mm -hmm. depending on your unit and job assignment. And the state of the nation that you um you are protecting the state right that's for national guard okay your state side okay okay regular military service is like a full-time job mm -hmm. you train year-round mm -hmm. and you work every day as a soldier and a lot of times you are assigned overseas wow okay right i like the way you broke that down the national guard serves the state well at on a part-time um, basis and then the regular full-time military uh, serves the country and you can be deployed pretty much anywhere. Correct. Gotcha, gotcha. Very good, good, good way to make it simple for people. Um, now, um, um, this is one of my last questions, but it's an important question um, and I'd like you to speak to it as best as you can. Recently, Fort Hood soldier PFC Vanessa Gillum, I think that, I think I'm pronouncing her name right has gone missing it's been in the news in recent weeks um she's been missing since april uh, uh of this year um and it's reported she reported to her family she's uh, that she's been sexually abused assaulted um with based on your experiences is sexual harassment or sexual discrimination whatever they we want to call it is that a problem and is that something you personally ever experienced Okay. Loaded question. Yeah, I know. So first of all, I'd like to say my thoughts and my prayers are with the Gillum family. Yes, yes. Um, I pray that she's returned soon. Amen. Yeah. And I don't know if it's okay for me to do this, but I saw a number on the news mm -hmm. that if anybody had any information yeah. for her, That's is it okay right. for me yes, to pass it, that please, out? Please, please, yes. Okay. The phone number, if anyone has any any information mm -hmm. about PSC Gillum's whereabouts, mm -hmm. is 254-495-7779. Mm -hmm. seven, seven, seven. Yes. You can call that number, give them the information, and I'm told, I mean, or the news said that you can remain anonymous if you wanted to. Perfect, perfect. We need to try to get as much um uh, publicity for this young woman as possible and like you said our thoughts are and prayers are with her and with the family and so yeah anybody who has anything please call that number that um, Tracy just um, told us um, so and so continuing on is that something you, you think has seen as a problem 
Uh, yes, sexual harassment and assault are very prevalent in the military, okay. and both genders are subject to being victimized. Wow. I know we're speaking mostly yeah, about women, sure. but we also want to acknowledge the fact that men are also wow. harassed I think that's and assaulted. Say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Um, I like to speak to the system of sexual impropriety yes. rather than just my individual experiences sure, alone sure, because sure. I think help. I don't know the statistics, but I do know that when a soldier's in training, he or she is most vulnerable. Yes. That's when you're first entering into a brand sure. new life. Sure. Your main objective is to be uh, molded into a military fighting machine. Yes. So, therefore, everything that your drill sergeants are teaching you, mm -hmm. in your mind, yes. they are your life. Right. So, what they say, what they think, and what they tell you to do is of the utmost importance. Yes, yes, yes. And let me be clear. This is an effective way to train someone for the lifestyle of soldiering. Yes, yes. However, there are those that abuse their positions. Sure. Like in anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. They prey on and take advantage of uh, the power that they're given. Mm -hmm. And it's common knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, if you are, if you've ever so served in the military, mm -hmm. that if you report anything, yeah. uh, sometimes they'll make it harder for you. Yeah, yeah. Your superiors will be upset sure. and uh, your peers yeah. are uncomfortable, yeah. so they're upset. Yeah. And you look at that as a troublemaker. Wow, wow. Yeah, and that's just how it is. Yeah, and women, they often uh, question themselves as if, did they put themselves in that position? Yeah, yeah, Wrong yeah. thing? Did yeah. they say the wrong things? Will they wow. get in trouble? Yeah. How will people be harmed if yes. the assault is reported, so on and so on? Good. And they're actually thinking about their their uh, superiors' families really? when it comes to reporting. You wow. know, you think about... Uh, all things in the military, you think about details. Yes. So when someone is uh, harassed yes. or assaulted, mm -hmm. they think about everything. Wow. So sometimes that's why a lot of times these women do not report. Sure, sure. Gosh, I mean, the psychological ramifications for this is so deep and so, so widespread. I mean, it could just blow your mind. I mean, I'm just thinking about some of the stuff you're saying. It is, it is a lot. It is. It's a lot. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you spoke to that. I just think that that and I think that there's something that someone who's considering a woman who's considering going into the military needs to understand that going in. Uh, that needs to be a part of the information that they get. So I'm glad that right. you spoke to that. Um, now, in my final question, uh, I'd like to I'd like to ask you this. How has the military changed you for the better or maybe i should ask the first part of this question but how what was its adverse effects and then how has it changed you for the better uh before joining the military i was very smart mm -hmm. small uh -huh. unassuming uh -huh. and a naive young girl yeah today i'm wise yes bigger yes. <laughs> braver yes. stronger wow. and perceptive yes yes so those things were a positive change in my sure my spirit sure um uh, and like any other thing in life there are the good days and the bad days and i've had losses mm -hmm. um in particular the man that i loved was killed in action oh, wow. and uh, wow. rest in peace yes. sergeant george Bedron. Wow. and i'm no longer as physically fit as i once was yeah and i did leave iraq with a little post-traumatic stress disorder and a few other things yeah yeah however on the other hand mm -hmm. I think I have a stronger internal constitution to get things done than most civilian women. Yes, yes. 
I am resourceful now. Mm -hmm. I am resilient now. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, mm -hmm. I am one of many who took on the task of protecting my fellow countrymen. Yes. And for that, I've not only made friends yes. with my comrades. Yes. I've got an entirely new family. That's amazing. And we're bonded in, in uh, inexplic inexplicable ways. Yes. And we're stuck with each other. Yes. Yes, you have a family. Wow. Well, you know, I just I want to make sure I take a moment to thank you and all of the people who have served in our military to thank you guys and gals for sacrificing. Some, of course, have made the ultimate sacrifice like the man that you love. Um, and so um, I, we don't want to ever take that for granted. Um, I see, think sometimes we have these holidays um, you know, Memorial Day and this, that, and the other. And I think we just think of it as a day off. But there were people who served and who not maybe just lost their lives, but people who've come back with injuries, people uh, who have suffered from PTSD and who are still struggling with that. So we do thank you for your service. It, it means a lot to us. I know it means a lot to me. Um, well, Tracy, we could go on and talk about a lot of different things because even as you were talking, I had other questions, but I thought I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw that out at her today. Uh, but it was, <laughs> it was good to hear your reflections, things, um, there were several things that you mentioned that I had not thought of. And so I know mm -hmm. if it was good for me, I think it'll be good for my listening audience too. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. I know you got a beautiful grandbaby that you're going to be babysitting today. Um, I think I think that the um, the information you shared today is going to be super helpful to people. Uh, to my listening audience, if you haven't done so already, I want to encourage you to subscribe and download episodes of the show by going to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and clicking on the Working Woman radio show icon also uh, when you go to the show page for this episode I am going to put up some links of some resources um, that uh, Tracy mentioned I'm going to go ahead and, and post that phone number um, as well as a couple of videos and some other things that uh, folks might be interested in so make sure you scroll down the page if you want to um, click on those resources for more information about upcoming podcasts and Working Woman Radio Show events, you can go to the Working Woman Radio Show Facebook page, become a friend, because we really want to hear from you, leave your comments, ask your questions, and we'll be sure to get back with you. Well, that's it for today. God bless, and we will see you next time on the Working Woman Radio Show. <laughs>